What's happening, everybody? Welcome to Thursday's show. Good morning, studio. Good morning. morning. Hope everybody's having a good morning. Uh, if you don't mind indulging me for a second, I will share an uncomfortable story from last night. So uh, I'm still away. I'm still in another country right now. I am uh, doing the radio show from a hotel and working on something while I'm away. And so most nights I'm able to go to dinner with my wife because she is here with me. We went to dinner last night and we're sitting there. Again, we're in another country, but we're sitting there in the table that's kind of next to us, but kind of off to the corner from our table. I can hear them talking about me at dinner, which I'm surprised by because we're in another country. And so I hear them go, Bobby Bones, you know, talking. And so I'm like, what? I said, Kayla, did you hear them say my name? And she goes, yeah. And so then I'm, I'm, I'm dialed in. I'm, I'm trying to hear exactly what they're saying because they're not just randomly talking about me. Someone had to recognize me uh, sitting at the table. And so the woman goes, yeah, he actually does a really good radio show. And so the, the men at the table felt the need to overly share with her that they did not know who I was and it's not something they would like and loudly so I would hear it. It was the most uncomfortable situation. Because she was, they was like, yeah, he's got a good show. And the guy was like, oh, I would never listen to a show like that. That is not my cup of tea. Sounds like a real douche, like that kind of thing. <laughs> and it's, it was so uncomfortable as we're, as we're sitting here. Like, why, why did these men feel the need to express they had no interest in me that loudly so I would hear it? Amen, you didn't know why. Well, I have no idea why I would never do that. But the first thing that comes to my mind is that they were jealous that their wives were complimenting you and they're like, who's this mm. guy? I'm not going to listen to him. So they spoke loudly. I did not think of that because oh. that would be complimentary to me. And I don't think of, uh, of it in ways like that. Lunchbox, what do you what do you think was their motivation for loudly talking about how much they didn't like the idea of me? Uh, they can, They noticed you were eavesdropping, and they were like, hey, if this guy wants to eavesdrop on our conversation, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give him a little bit to put his ego down a little bit to let him know that he's not as good as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. It wasn't noticeable eavesdropping, and they were talking about me. And then they pulled up my Instagram, and were like <gasps> scrolling through it and like looking at pictures. that she, they were like, She was like showing her, and they, they were like, oh, that's not the kind of guy I'd hang oh. out with. Oh, it was, whole, it, it was so weird. Oh, you oh. left out that part. <laughs> And I, I felt so uncomfortable. And then I started to get mad. It was like, just be like, nah, I never heard of them and move on. There's no need to let me know. It's like when people will say bad things about me on Twitter, but they're first, they tag me. Mm-hmm. It's like, just talk bad about me. If you're not sending me a message and you just want to talk bad about me, just write it. There's no need. You don't have to tag me. But of course you wanted me to see that message. Your theory, Eddie. I mean, I'm kind of with Amy. Like, it doesn't matter when my wife says something about, like, Harry Styles. She likes Harry Styles, right? All of a sudden, I'm just like, what does he have that I don't have? Like, I don't like, whatever, dude. Mm. Harry Styles thinks all cool. He does that little dancing on stage, whatever. And deep inside, I'm like, I kind of like Harry Styles. But now that my wife likes him, <laughs> I can't agree with that. Okay. Okay. I did not take it as a compliment, even a backhanded compliment. But maybe I should accept that. That they were threatened by my sheer masculinity, yeah. possibly? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you think that's it? <laughs> yes, Amy. Did Caitlin, like I would think as your wife, it's probably frustrating for her to hear that. Like, is there any part of her that wants to go up to them and say something? No, no, she doesn't care at all. She would rather people just not talk about us. She doesn't like being recognized 
she has no interest in any of, and sometimes it's a perk and sometimes it's not, but any of the spoils even of this job of being successful at this, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's just like, ah, man, it's weird when people recognize this. So, but no, no, not really. She doesn't get upset. She's like, yeah, I agree with the guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello. Bobby Bones. Me and my girlfriend have been dating for a little over a year, and I feel like she's the one I want to spend the rest of my life with. The problem is, it's always been my dream to live in Montana. She has no interest in ever moving there herself. I've already been there recently. I got a job lined up. I am ready to move in the spring. I personally don't know that I will ever want to move back. We're going to try it long distance, but I'm not sure how long I can do that considering there's no talk of either of us moving to each other. I love her. I want to marry her, but I also want to live my dream and live my life in Montana. Any advice would be appreciated. Also, I currently live in Indiana, so I understand it's a far move and that she wants to be close to her family. Signed, Logan. That's interesting. I, I, I... it ain't going to work. I'm just going to say that before it goes. It's yeah. not going to work. It's, it's not going to work. And we can talk about why it's not going to work, but it's not going to work. You kind of have to come to. And I was lucky that my wife now said, hey, I'll make the move. I don't think it was the most comfortable thing for her. I still think it's not the most comfortable thing for her because she doesn't have like a friendship group here yet. Yeah, she lived in California. You she, were in Nashville. Yeah, she went Oklahoma, Houston, California. And she had gone to California to go back to school to get her master's. She got it. She had her new career ready to go. And then she met me. And I was like, well, I can't move. And had she said, well, I can't either, I would have respected that and I would have been heartbroken. But I would have understood and I wouldn't have forced her. To, I wouldn't. Right. And you just wouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. As hard as that is. Right. I don't know. Maybe I'd have given it all up. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would have. We all would have moved to California. I'm just saying, if she is dead set against it, I just can't see it working. Because even if she does go, I do believe she will resent you for going if it doesn't turn out to be awesome. The resentment part's huge. Mm-hmm. Like because yes, unless someone is fully all in and they're they know they're clear of the resentment, then you're good to go. But until that. That's hard. If she does not want to go and she says, I am not going, it is not going to work. Could it be a ultimatum where you say, like, I really want to marry you. I will ask to marry you, but I do want to move to Montana. Like, and then put it, put the ball in her court. Yeah. Yeah. But if you know, she, this is what I would say. And even if she said yes, Mm -hmm. but you know, she doesn't want to move to Montana and she's just going to do it for you, but she really hates it. That is going to bubble up so many ways. I mean, seven ways till Sunday. A matter yeah. of fact, it's gonna it's gonna constantly be a source of resentment and and a problem in that relationship. Or Unle- she might like Montana. Yeah, I mean, unless it's presented in that way, and then she sits with it and realizes, wow, I cannot live without him. Then maybe she can move there, and there's not the resentment. But it doesn't sound like that's what she wants to do. Based on this email, I'm gonna say it's yeah. a no go for now. But that doesn't mean it's a no go. I would I, I would punt on proposing right now and I would go move to Montana and I would have her come up a few times and stay if possible. I mean, because if I visited Montana, I'd be like, well, this is amazing. And then when she visits, line up horses and line up like all sorts of trips. She probably doesn't understand what she would love or not love about it yet if she hasn't been up and and stayed there for more than a day or two. But leaving where your family is, that's hard. Tough. She wants that. But also it's a new family. Like, 
Yeah, when you it's, get married. It depends right. on how much she loves you. Leave and cleave. But two, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Does when that you mean? get married, you leave your family and cleave to your new. I've I, actually even said that to Caitlin before when she was struggling with stuff. I told her straight up. It's like, I don't know where it is. I think it's somewhere in the Bible, but it's just talking about how you leave your family and cleave to your new family. And I told Caitlin, I said, leave and cleave. I would try to make this as attractive to her outside of a proposal. Mm. Move on up there. Have her come visit, do the long distance thing, and maybe she actually falls in love with it and it works that way. Cool. Otherwise, bro, maybe you don't need to move to Montana and maybe you can just have a friend that has a place up there or go go stay up there on some weekends. But as if, as is, it's not going to work. Sorry, buddy. Sorry, Logan. That's, <laughs> Sorry, That's a man. tough one. Uh, anything else you'd like to say, Amy? Yes. What does the Bible mean when it says leave and cleave? Here you go. Leaving and cleaving refers to leaving your old family unit, your mother and your father, and to form and attach to cleave to your new partner to form a new family. Just call me cleave, boys. <laughs> now, what verse is that? I'm going to write that down. Show that to my parents. Cleave one. Oh, my. <laughs> this is you? Like, <laughs> All right. Mom, Dad, I left you. If you want to hit us up, we have a mailbag. We read them. We answer them. Morgan, what do they do? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Keith Urban announced his return to touring with his Speed of Now tour. It kicks off after his weekend in Las Vegas in May with special guest Ingrid Andrus. Tickets go on sale December 10th. Clay Walker and Tracy Lawrence announced a mini tour together for March 2022. Tickets go on sale December 3rd. Dolly Parton was named one of People Magazine's People of the Year. She was recognized for the work with her Imagination Library and her efforts to slow the pandemic with a donation that funded research for a vaccine. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. This is so cool. A nurse that has been working the front lines of COVID for the past two years decided to retire after 36 years on the job. And to celebrate her retirement, the very first day, she went to get a scratch-off lottery ticket and hit big with $200,000. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Like, when I think of people that deserve to win the lottery, it's a healthcare hero like that. Like, hey, yes, you have been serving people for 36 years. Two of those years were, like, probably the craziest years of your entire career and boom $200,000. You don't think about privileged um, radio people that's sitting <laughs> over by you who's constantly crying about not winning the lottery? Oh yeah, no, like that's not who, that's not at the top of my list of deserving people Rude. for the lottery. <laughs> Alright, that's a good story. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Alright, talk about what you're doing with your kids, Amy. Well, I'm currently negotiating with them on a technology contract. You're, you're negotiating with them? Yeah. We're working on a, a contract. My friend, she's a lawyer, and she did this with her son, and she said it was amazing. And then her son is friends with my kids, and he was over the other day, and he was talking about how he thinks it's great, too, because it keeps everything clear between him and his mom. And yeah, that's the whole point of the contract, is the boundaries are there in writing. You know the rules, and there's no back and forth on it. It just is what it is, and they sign it, and you're good to go. 
what kind of clauses are you putting inside of this contract? Like, what are the rules? Well, that's what, I mean, she gave me, she sent me the actual copy of the contract that she drew up for her son. And she said I could alter it to fit my family's needs because, you know, we're, we're a little bit different, different ages, different games, different things. So I'm just trying to figure out what our rules are going to be. But I think it's great that they're going to have it in writing and they're going to sign it. And if they break one of the rules, then whatever piece of technology it is, they it, it then belongs to me for a little bit. So you're talking screen time, video games, screen which time. video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My daughter, if she gets like a real phone, we had a, a Gab phone is a real phone, but she's 14 now. She's going to be 15 soon. So we might graduate to an iPhone type situation. And so, oh, you can bet that will be a legit contract. My daughter, she's a little bit frustrated with it. She's like, why can't we just do our, you know, our own family rules? Why are we doing what they did? And I said, well, we're, we're adopting what they did, but we're adapting it to our family. So welcome to the negotiation table, kid. (laughs) I think that you should do, if you do this, Mm -hmm. we should post your version of what you feel comfortable with on our website. So the listeners of our show can take it and do it with their kids because I would think this would be something that a lot of families don't agree and even fight a lot about. Yes, and I could see where this actually holds the parents and the kids accountable because oftentimes as, par- as parents, like we set things out on the table, but then we even get loose with it just because, depending on the type of day we're having. But if it's there and it's a contract and it's signed, and it also teaches kids about you know responsibility and what you've signed up for and that you need to do this. I mean, this is the kind of thing that might come later in life for them. And I don't know. I love giving my son his first contract at 11. <laughs> Yeah, but what's good about this for your kids? Otherwise, they just get a bunch of rules to tell them what they can't do. Well, first of all, no, it's not just a bunch of rules about what they can't do. They're a part of this conversation. I'm including them. So they actually get to bring their ideas and thoughts to the table. And so I think that that's important. It's... It's an activity. <laughs> that we're I'd all- like to represent them in this contract talk. Oh man, that's what we need. They need <laughs> they need representation. I've never done a contract without someone you know helping me out. I would like to be the representation. I'd like to start with 100 hours a week of video games for your son. That's what we're bringing to begin with. What? Okay, now you're just being ridiculous. That's impossible. <laughs> no, that's a starting point. Uh, okay, well, we're, yeah, well, we're not. Um, okay, five hours. Okay, good. Ninety. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, five and a half. (laughs) And for your daughter, 10 hours of screen time a day on her phone. And you know what? We'll take nothing less. Okay. All right. Do they have you on retainer or what? How are they paying you? Nope. Pro bono. I'm just doing it because I I love the idea. Um, I think this is a good idea. I think, though, if they can abide by the rules, they should be rewarded, though. What? For doing what they're supposed to be doing with the phone? Amy, we have contracts with our company. And if we do what we're supposed to do, but at a high level and we meet the criteria, then we make extra money. We do. I'm saying they should be able to earn extra time by living to the rules that you guys create in the contract. If, they, if they're like on for five days in a row. Okay. I mean, we can discuss this. If we want to work in, yes, the incentive and the bonuses into yeah, the contract, bonuses. Yeah. we can. Let's go. Oh, wow. But like, I'm not, they shouldn't be rewarded for doing what they're supposed to be doing. That We do. We get that. We do what we're supposed to be doing. We get rewarded. Okay. That's worked into the contract though. Hey, if we, it, hey Johnny Cochran, if we're talking contracts, let's talk contracts. <laughs> so I feel like that part of my contract went away, but I don't know. Is it still there for you? <laughs> well, here's the deal. Here's why I hate this idea. Mm-hmm. Can I just be honest with you for a second? Yeah. I, I hate the idea. But but so, why? And why? <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd just tell me why. Well, because I think my wife would love to do this with me. 
Oh, oh, good idea. I'll send Caitlin a copy of the contract. Oh, there you go. (laughs) She can adapt it to her family's needs. Do not, do not. Okay, let us know how it goes and the terms and the conditions. And I feel like I need to be their voice because they're kids. You're taking advantage of kids in a contract situation. And we saw what happened with Macaulay Culkin. We saw what happened. They got their money taken from them. And I want to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay. Well, whatever you need to do. But also, you're coming from perspective like where you're not thinking about homework, sleep, different things that I have and to And I'm going to take 10% of their time that they agree to, like a like an attorney. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to use it in my life. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got a whole plan. We have a new affiliate in Santa Rosa, California, just north of San Francisco. By the way, home of Guy Fieri. That's right. And so here is an email that the station got via their complaint form. This is my third email regarding your new morning show with Bobby Bones. I absolutely cannot stand this morning show. I switched to another radio station because this is so bad. I would tend to think other Sonoma County residents must feel the same. I hope you consider and then reconsider. Thank you, Kathy W. First, let me say thank you for actually sending a message into the radio station. That's human to human. See, we see them. Kathy W., you're probably listening right now. I know you say you changed it, but you're probably listening right now. If you just listen to us for two weeks, and this is my offer to you, and I don't know how to get a hold of you. If you listen to us for two weeks and you still don't like the show, and if you're honest with me, I'll give you a hundred bucks of my own money. Yeah, I said it. Amy, I said it right there. hundred bucks okay. of my own money. You could lie, Kathy. You could go, okay, deal. And you could listen to the show or you could not listen and be like, yep, heard it all, hate it and take my money. But I would bet that if you, once you get to know us, the reason I think you don't like us is because we don't sound like other radio shows. I do not have a good voice. I'll admit it. We got a pretty crappy radio voice. I don't speak well. I talk too fast. Right now I got a big blister on my lip. You know, a professional broadcaster wouldn't have that. He'd take care of it. Not me. I'm out in the sun. <laughs> under, like, lips out. Because we're just normal people. Amy doesn't belong on the radio. I can't keep her with one thought. Mm. Right, Amy? Nope. Don't know this what turns I'm into doing a session here. Where all, I'm, I'm <laughs> making fun of everybody. <laughs> we're all getting like, hurt. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, Kathy, if you're listening, which you probably are, reach back to us. We'd like to put you on the show and talk to you. And then I would give you money. Because we do segments that... that are beneficial to all communities. Like this next one we're going to get into right here. Uh, Lunchbox, talk about the segment we're going to do now that, that's very, I would say, beneficial to society. Go ahead. So there was a guy that got banned from an all-you-can-eat barbecue place because he ate too much food. So I called an all-you-can-eat place and acted like I was the head coach of a competitive eating team and said we are on the way to their restaurant and I want to know, will they let us come eat or will they say, whoa, 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 you're not welcome here. See, this isn't trivial at all. Right, team? (laughs) Nah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. So here we go. He calls as the head coach of a competitive eating team to go. I'm bringing all my big eaters and action. We appreciate you holding. Uh, yes, this is Jason Gibble, and I'm the head coach of the Cooking Killers competitive eating team, best team in the Western District. And we're coming to your restaurant because we have a competition coming up in about a week, and we want to get some practice in. <laughs> yeah, I just want to give you a heads up because I'm bringing some of the all-stars. I mean, there's about 70 of us on the team, so I just want to make sure you guys are ready and you're going to have enough food for us. The number one all-star, Bobby the Barracuda. He eats baked fish, fried fish. He'll eat them all. Bobby can the Barracuda can destroy a school of fish in one sitting. He can eat a full fish every 14 seconds. So I need to make sure that you have enough food for Bobby the Barracuda. 
I would need to uh, check with my kitchen and and see what um, what kind of preparation we would need. Oh yeah, and, and that's not it. No, you think Bobby the Barracuda is it? No, 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 no. Don't forget about Amy the Anteater. She eats little itty bitty tiny things like bacon bits and croutons. And don't let her size fool you though. She can eat a full bucket of bacon bits in 36 seconds, and she eats about six pounds per sitting. I think you may have heard in the news just about supply chain shortages. We're not sure about our supply right now, so that's, that's that, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm giving you a heads up. When are you guys going to be coming here? Well, we're going to we're, we're looking at the mile. Uh, we're about an hour away, according to the GPS. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, uh, I can tell you right now, we we just we are not ready at this moment. I I know we don't have uh, everything that that you need for a successful meal for you. So maybe we can plan on something later. Okay, then I'll give you a call back on Friday. Get with that kitchen. We're ready to eat. <laughs> okay. All right now. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Let's <laughs> <laughs> see, Kathy W. See what you miss out on when you don't listen to the show. Thank you. All right, good. Uh, nice job, Lunchbox. Here's a voicemail from Melissa. Good morning, studio friends. I'm the wardrobe supervisor on a production of Beauty and the Beast at Alney Theater Center, and we've been asking, like, the cast and the crew, what type of enchanted object would you be? And so I would love to know, what type of enchanted studio object would y'all be if an enchantress cast a spell on you? I think I need some context of Beauty and the Beast because I know the general theme, but I never watch Disney movies and I don't know what she's talking about. So, Mike, your movie, Mike, can you you explain this to me? Yeah, like all the characters in Beauty and the Beast that come alive, like the candlestick, the teapot, like those kind of things. Okay. Amy, what do you think here? I guess I'm a teapot. In the studio, she asked what type of enchanted like, studio that are in you here, would be. Amy. Oh, I did see I didn't understand her question at all, but I guess fine, I'm a um, microphone. Oh great. That's gonna be all oh, of that's us. what everybody's gonna pick. <laughs> I would say Amy is a is her a pin because as I'm talking to her, her pin's always working. She's doodling constantly. Oh. Like Amy's her little pin that comes to life. Well, it stays alive even while we're doing the show. Okay. So, Amy, you're the pin. Okay. Eddie, you're gonna be a, co- a coffee cup. Oh, nice, because I'm always drinking coffee. Good call. Yeah, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a coffee cup. Lunchbox is gonna be a hoodie that's been worn seven days in a row that sits in the studio. <laughs> that's right. Coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, well, I was gonna be the microphone, but Amy took that from Sorry, me. Sorry, I take it back. I take it back. Now I now I you have explained the game better. No, Bobby can be the beanie baby. And I, <laughs> I'll be my cell phone because <laughs> if there's ever a split, I mean, one second break from this show, I'm on that, that, that phone. So I'll be my cell phone that sits in the studio. But thank you, Melissa. And that sounds like a really cool job. We appreciate the voicemail. Uh, here's one more voicemail. Good morning, studio. I have a morning corny for you. Why was the cow tired after giving birth? Because she was decaffeinated. Have a great day. Pretty good. Yeah, it's a good yeah. one. Yeah, pretty good. It is. Listen, those jokes are tough because they're meant to be corny. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we're like, ugh. And sometimes I hate myself after a show because I've been a little too hard on Amy's joke. I'll be honest with you. Like, what did I expect? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you expected. I'm not Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. It's the morning corny. That's true. 
Here's Amy's pile of stories. So apparently we need to ditch the popcorn when we're watching movies because it takes away from the movie experience. Like pretty much if you're eating anything good, it distracts your brain, making it focus on the food instead of the movie. Well, here's why we should ditch the popcorn, especially in the theater, because other people don't eat like I do. They eat like monsters, like animals. They're like, oh, 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 oh. Me, I'd like to give you an impression of me eating popcorn. Ready? Ready. Ooh, there's a nice piece of popcorn. I shall put it in my mouth. Okay, I'm very quiet. Okay, let's go to the next piece. Here's my impression of everybody sitting next to me eating popcorn. Ah! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I can agree. It can, food can be a little distracting, so maybe they're onto something. But yeah, a study was I done. I just wonder, how did everybody's mom raise them? Or their dad or their grandma, whomever? Because that ain't how I was raised. I was raised when you're eating food and everybody's trying to watch or focus on something. Eat quietly. Yeah, especially if it's like a depressing, And turn your phones off. Movie. Turn your freaking phones off in the theater. What's <laughs> happening? I'm, I'm on it now. Let's okay. go. Amy, yeah. get me off the movie. You, you know I hate a theater. Well, I didn't know this was going to ignite so much passion. So I'll move on to Adele. She was talking about how her son is not a fan of her music, but she doesn't really mind that at all because he's a kid and her record is a little too deep for him anyway. She wrote it for people more her age that have experienced life, but it made me wonder any parents on the show if like, you know, how, how do your kids feel about your job or you being in the spotlight somehow. I would think that if you grow up with it, regardless of what it is and you are small and it becomes normal, you don't care. I mean, I would say that it was the same thing with Garth's kids. You know, it almost doesn't matter what you do. If a kid is exposed early, it's just normal. So they're like, eh, this is just every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So regardless, I mean, that's why it's like Adele's, Adele's kids don't care. Well, no, it's it's all they've ever known, you know? Um, I do think there's an age where it does get cool. I think, Eddie, did your kids go through that phase of thinking it was cool? I mean, let me tell you about the raging idiots and my kids. What's cool is our our songs are so dumb that our kid, my kids love all the songs. Like Fanny Pack, they're like, this is so stupid. We love it, Dad. But I'm more talking about the radio show, nah, like they your, actual, your actual job. They don't give a crap about my job. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's actually big and makes us a, a living, you know? Yeah, uh, no, uh, I mean, same with my kids. They could care less. Yeah. Uh, Kalia, you know, Carrie Underwood's brand, she's no longer going to be a part of it. She did her final design, the fall launch. She said she's got a few products that we'll see, you know, in, from the fall into the winter. But that's it. She's no longer going to be a part of the company. But the company will still exist. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so yeah, I know, Bobby. That's one of your favorite brands to shop. <laughs> I thought when you said Kalia, you were talking about like Wiz Khalifa, you know, black and yellow. I, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, Kalia is her workout line. Yeah. It's like yeah. the, it's at Dick's Sporting Goods. It's like, which I did read in the article and I was reading it. It's the second highest selling women's line at Dick's overall. Is this a commercial? No. <laughs> uh, here we go again. <laughs> no. I think everything's a commercial now. Amy has now, after yesterday, started to put in things and, as, as commercials. Okay, Amy, yeah. uh, thank you for that. I just, I'm a dude, so obviously I don't know much about Kalia. Mm-hmm. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Savannah in Texas is on the phone with a personal tell me something good. Savannah, what's going on? Thank you for calling the show. Oh my gosh. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited. Well, tell us what's up. What's happening? Um, so I had just shared that um on the B team page someone had posted um like a 
a post for teachers to share their Amazon teacher wish list um, for B teamers if they wanted to purchase things off of their Amazon teacher wish list. And four to five people, some didn't even like put their name to tell me who it came from or anything. Just purchase things for my classroom that I didn't even know, didn't know me. Um, and it was just truly amazing that people who don't even know me, people who I don't teach their kids, they don't even know where I live. They don't know what school I teach at. Helped me set up my classroom at the beginning of the year and purchase things that I needed to help my students. That's really cool. And also a big shout out to the B team. And if you listen to the show and you, yes. want, you want to help in any way, you are part of the B team. Yes, yes. Go ahead, Savannah. You're passionate about that. Go ahead. I am. I just, it's so amazing to have like a group of people who's positive and always there and tries to like lift everyone up. Well, thank you. And thank you to the B team always coming through. Savannah, you have a kid right now that's in the <laughs> middle of a meltdown, I think. So I'm going to let you get back to your kid. But we appreciate oh, you calling us. Super excited. Oh, well, cool. That's even better. We've been trying to call you forever. Well, thank you very much. Hope you have an awesome day, and hopefully... It's Bobby. It's, it is. Uncle Bobby. <laughs> One, can she tell you hi real yeah, quick? Yeah, let's go. Hi. Hello, what's your name? Hi. What's your name? Anna. Anna, how old are you? Six. Are you married? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Just making sure. Well, I hope you're being a good kid today, are you? Yeah. Okay, you keep being a good you kid. You want to hear my brother? Yeah, I do want to oh, hear your brother. Let's oh, go. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hello, what is your name? Samuel. Hi, Samuel. How old are you? Five. Five. Well, thank you for talking to us, and thanks for listening to the show. Can I talk to your mom again real quick? Yeah. Uh, okay, Bye. Bye. Hello. All right, Savannah. <laughs> Hope you have an awesome day. Thank you, and and thanks for listening to the show. Yes, thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is now time for the morning corny. Once a week, we try to figure out Amy's corny joke. 90 seconds will be on the clock. Amy, are you ready? Ready. Let's go. The Morning Corny. What do you get if you cross Santa with a detective? What do you get when you cross Santa with a detective? Santa cop. Ho, ho, ho. Well, they call a detective a dick. So, what's what's the joke? It's not my morning corny. (laughs) Okay. This is an after dark. Well, they do say. That's what a detective is called. Okay. Um, Undercover. Under. Santa. Say it again. What do you get when you cross Santa with a detective? Chris Pringle. (laughs) Santa with a detective? Uh, stick them up. The nightmare. No. Santa slay. Santa. Cuff them and stuff them. Oh, go to the cop terms? Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of Put that. Put your hands Patty up. wagon. Get in the back. Uh, you're under arrest. You're under arrest. Honor. I don't understand. Reindeer. What does a detective do? Crime. Santa crime? Solve. <laughs> Santa. <laughs> Santa investigator? Man, we're Investor not. corny? What's the joke again? What do you get when you cross Santa with a detective? Who's a famous detective? Shaft. I'm giving Santa you... Santa Shaft? 
Shaft Santa. Inspector Gadget. Oh. Inspector. Well, what do detectives use? A Hang magnifying cups. glass. Okay. You shouldn't be. Okay, I'll shut up. Sherlock Holmes. You shouldn't be leading it. He's a detective. Sure. Santa Lock Holmes. <laughs> We're <laughs> struggling time. here. All right, what is it? The morning corny. What do you get when you cross Santa with a detective? What? Santa clues. Oh, man. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I mean, it is, but we were nowhere close. We were never going to get that. We could have been here till the end of the show. We were not going to get that. I'm sorry if everybody had to hear that. Uh, Okay, thank you, Amy. On the phone right now is Tiffany, who lives in Tampa, Tiffany, good morning to you. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How long have you been listening to the Bobby Bone Show? Oh, my gosh. Uh, years. You know, we had Probably someone who emailed in, six- and she just hated the show. She was a brand new listener. She hated us. She goes, this does not sound like a good show. What would you tell her that needs to happen before she starts to like the show? You know, I would tell her that it was probably a maybe a bad day for you guys. I don't know, because the show... Oh. It's the only show I listen to in the morning, and my kids are so excited every morning to listen to uh, Tell Me Something Good. That's our favorite segment. So you're saying it's probably our fault. I, I, I would have thought <laughs> it'd have been, you know, she hasn't spent enough time. We're, we, we're a different kind of show, but you think we just had a bad day. I'm okay with that. You think we had a bad show, and I will co-sign that occasionally that happens. Maybe even just a bad minute, a bad mm. segment. Maybe oh. not a well, bad that, that for sure happens. That happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, we're we're very happy that you are on, and we're going to play a little game here. Name that Christmas sound, and if you win this, you get a $100 gift card. Just straight up. 100 bucks that you could probably use in time for Christmas. Am I right? Absolutely. Now, this gift card is courtesy of our friends at Op Games. Okay, here we go. You can pick your player. Amy, Lunchbox, Eddie, or Morgan number two. And I'm going to give you an example here because she can hear the clip through the phone, guys, right? Okay. I'm going to give you an example here. This is your first Christmas sound. Play it for me, please. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you name that sound? I would say uh, jingle bells. Yeah, we'll take that. It's sleigh bells or bells. And you got that right. Ah. Very good. Yeah. So you're going to need to get three out of five, okay? And you can okay. work with a team here. Who would you like to be your partner? I would love Amy, please. Uh, okay. Oh, that was dumb. That was dumb. Bad choice. <laughs> no. Amy, Amy in, got that introdu- you, No. You guys introduce yourselves to each other. Amy, go first. Oh, hey. Nice to meet you. I'm Amy. How many kids do you have? Hi, Amy. It's very nice to meet you. I'm Tiffany, and I have four kids. Four. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. Well, I, I'm going to go ahead and dedicate <laughs> this win to them. Oh, you're, you're oh, winning thank already. You. They're oh. going to die when I play this back for okay. them. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids. Let's do this. Okay. Here we go, guys. This is sound number one. You have to get three of five. Go ahead. All right, talk it over. You have 20 seconds, Amy. Snow. I don't uh, know. Yes, I was going to yeah, say it's snow. Definitely like snow. I, I, I hear like shoveling snow. I hear snow footsteps in the snow. You need to know what it is, though. You can't just say snow because snow doesn't really make a noise by itself. Okay, do you think it's shoveling okay. snow or walking in snow? Oh, gosh. Uh, you want to hear it one more time? Yeah. Yeah. I think walking 
but then do you hear like the big ch? It's okay, shoveling. I'm going to go with you. Yeah. Shoveling. Yeah. Shoveling. Uh, am I locking it in that it's shoveling snow? Yes. Locking it in, yes. Okay. Amy, she has to say lock it in. I love your energy this morning. <laughs> you know, you're bringing a real fire and a real spirit to the game. But uh, Tiffany's got to lock it in. She locks it in. Shoveling snow. Is it shoveling snow? Yes. 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 Nice job. One down. Okay, here is your second Christmas sound. Okay, that is, um, well, Tiffany, what do you think? <laughs> Wrapping presents, maybe? <gasps> Wrapping presents, oh. Tiffany, no, no, no. That's fire crackling. Oh, fire crackling. We'll go with it. Let's lock it in. <laughs> I thought like a kid was inside the fire until I rose up the kid coming over Tiffany's line. I was like, are they burning a kid? <laughs> Sorry. That's my niece, actually. <laughs> is, is, that a, <laughs> is that a fire? That's correct. Good, good job, guys. You guys are killing this game. Okay, number three. Here you go. Okay, you got it. Okay, I would say like pouring something, pouring eggnog or pouring hot cocoa. Okay, but I heard it pop, so it's popping bottles like champagne. Champagne. Let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. Some might call that celebration. Yes, I would say so. So we're locking that in. What are you locking in? Yes, locking Uh, in. Popping champagne. I need to hear it from Tiffany. Tiffany, your answer is? (laughs) Popping champagne. Okay, that's locked in. If you get this right, you win and you sweat the whole game and... We didn't oh do a God. good job well, of making it hard, but hey, it's me. Christmas. I want I want everybody to win. What, Tif- Amy? Tiffany, oh, Tiffany needed me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know that she can hear I'm through the phone very well. Yeah. Okay. No, well, well to be honest it, with you, I can't. <laughs> and she has kids. She has like 94 kids. No, I know, I know. Yeah, too. I know. Okay, is it pouring champagne? There it is. Yeah. Uh, Tiffany, you won 100 bucks, courtesy of our friends at the Op Games. They have games like Blank Slate. They have games like, uh, uh, what's the color one that I like to play? Hughes and Hughes. Hughes and Cues. No, Hughes and Cues. <laughs> Close. <laughs> and we got bit by that dyslexia bug this morning. I do struggle okay. with that a bit. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Tiffany, congratulations. Stay on the line. Uh, but first, let me ask you the question. How do you feel? I feel wonderful. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I picked Close. Amy and the champion. Okay. She pulled through, got the team going. Yeah, not exactly what we're looking for. Uh, Eddie, how do you feel for her? I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Uh. Okay, Tiffany, hang uh-huh. on. Hold. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Lunchbox was upset during a post show that we were doing. Because Morgan talked about being an actor in her college days and having actual stage experience. He also said, how come she didn't talk about this until I started being in acting classes? Like you felt that she's only bringing it up, what, because she's jealous of you now, Lunchbox? Yeah, she's jealous of the success I've had in my acting classes being nominated for tele-Emmys. And she's like, well, I hate to tell you, I was an actress in college. And I mean, mm-hmm. I could have gone places if I would have really pursued it. And I'm, oh, here we go. Now everybody's good at acting. She's like, no, I was really good. <laughs> Morgan, did you tell Lunchbox you could have gone places? No, I didn't. I just okay. said that I was decent. I mean, <laughs> See, I... I, 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 I 
I almost, if I stayed at college another year, I could have had a minor in acting. Wow. Oh, look at you. Quite the bit of acting experience. Hey, Lunchbox, to our new listeners, would you explain what a tele-Emmy is? Uh, yeah, I've been taking these acting classes, but due to COVID, they've all been virtual. So they do a virtual tele. So it's like a teleconference in, and it's an Emmy. You get awards for uh, acting, and I am up for best duo and also for best <laughs> accent. <laughs> So they can't just throw the word Emmy around, right? I mean, copyright. Yeah, yeah. someone owns Emmy. Yeah, well, they, they don't throw it around. But Bobby, they don't assume that anybody outside of this video conference <laughs> is going to ever be talking about it, <laughs> except for Lunchbox. <laughs> P- pick a number between one and ten, Lunchbox. Five. Morgan, pick a number. Seven. The number was four. Lunchbox, would you like to go first or second? I'll go second. (laughs) All right, Morgan, what scene have you chosen? I have chosen a scene from 10 Things I Hate About You. It's Julia Stiles as Cat. Okay, here is Morgan's performance. It's about 30 to 45 seconds of her doing Julia Stiles' Cat in 10 Things I Hate About You. Go ahead. I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. And I hate it when you stare. I hate your big, dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate you so much. It makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate the way you're always right. And I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it that you're not around. And the fact that you didn't call. But mostly, I hate the way that I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. Come on. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. The the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I felt that. That wasn't believable. What? What? (laughs) Unbelievable. There was no emotion. There was Morgan, all that kinds was so, of emotion. That was so good, Morgan. That Thank was so you. good. That's so good. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, Morgan, I'll let you speak on your performance first. How did you feel about how that came off? I feel pretty good. I mean, I, I would critique myself that I could have added a few more inflection in my voice there, but I, I feel pretty good about just sitting here mm-hmm. in cold read. Lunchbox, how'd you feel about Morgan's performance? I didn't feel like there was a lot of emotion. I felt like it was very monotone. There wasn't a lot of up and down. There wasn't like, it didn't feel heartfelt. Like she didn't seem like she was pouring her emotions into it. It was an emotional scene. Did you not hear the, uh, I. Her voice was cracking. I, I don't even hate you. Lunchbox, when you do big eyes, the listeners can't hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Like when you make facial expressions to show that you, like no one listening knows what you just did. Okay, I, well, I'm trying to be nice, but it wasn't that okay. good. I don't want to influence the judges, but you know, you guys, if you guys, if that made your hair on your neck stand up, then you haven't been listening to my acting clips. Okay. <laughs> uh, up next, Telly Emmy nominated. Yep. Lunchbox. Now, what scene will you be doing, Lunchbox? Well, since she did a love scene, you know, I got to get romantic too. And I did When Harry Met Sally, Billy Crystal as Harry. Okay. Because I, I thought oh. about doing Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> but let's be honest. I've only seen it one time, so I don't really know the movie very well. So it was kind of hard to kind of get into character and know what was going on. All right. Performing second. Lunchbox doing a scene from When Harry Met Sally. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, you didn't say action. Usually when I'm on set, they say action. When have you ever been on a set? Like, really? Um, no, I really never have. I just see it in the movies. <laughs> I'm just trying. All right, to- I, all right, here we go, Lunchbox. Three, two, one, action. I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. 
I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend the day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Boom! Okay, there it is. Wow, that was good. Where's your hair on your neck on that one, sir? Sir? I mean... Don't even act like that wasn't good. That was a home run. That was a home run. I will say for you. Oh, here we go. Can you? I I have a question about if we missed a word. Um, He did miss words. Yes. The crinkle of the nose. That part. Mm -hmm. It seemed like you went. I love when. I love when you. I have a crinkle. No, I said you get a crinkle. He did miss. He did miss some words, but it's okay. Okay. It's okay. Okay. We won't. We won't penalize him from that because they just got these scenes a few minutes ago. Okay. 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 I thought it was great. He did say, my favorite thing was when he really highlighted the word nuts. He went, (laughs) he said, I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose. And when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. Yeah. The dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah, I really like the, you know, the accent on nuts. I get why he gets accent of the year. I get it. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. How do we pick? Exactly, you can't. I mean, mean, it's easy. Vote me. (laughs) Obvious. Everybody gets a vote. Okay. Raymundo, we'll start with you. M2, love the crud in your throat. That really made it believable. Don't know if that was planned. No, it's uh, just she has a speech thing where she gets that crap in her she throat. She does. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, but that, that did not happen. That was real. Lunchbox uh, with the sniffling. I mean, some of the stuff you did didn't really fit. It just kind of drew me away from your acting, and it made me think you that you were wait, acting. Wait, wait, wait. Like, I forgot that M2 was acting. You, I was like, okay, he's acting the whole time. So because of that, M2 gets my vote. Woo! Yeah! I thought when he was sniffling, he was acting with COVID. I thought he's like... (laughs) The sniffling is your emotion. You're you're pouring your heart out. I thought you were trying to indicate because you you smell her when she's not around. So you go... Yeah, you smell your clothes. That's what it says. You smell your clothes. Look, I can smell you on my clothes. That's what it's all about. Okay. I mean, okay. I don't know how you guys, if you guys know what acting is. Hey, Lunchbox, I've acted in like a few shows and a movie. Okay. All right. No, no, not okay. Have you been up for a tele-Emmy? I haven't. You got me, bud. Thank you. Uh, Point Lunchbox. (laughs) Scuba Steve, you can yell your vote. Go ahead. I mean, real quick and easy, it's definitely going to be Morgan. I hate Woo. to say it, but it's almost like Lunchbox is typecasted as comedy, so when he's doing something that has emotion, I don't believe it. Mm, he's like Urkel doing sad <laughs> sad stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's okay. your fault for not being able to envision. Eddie? Well, here's the thing. I mean, when Lunchbox read his, I laughed. And I wasn't supposed to be laughing because I know it was a serious part of a movie. I don't think he's supposed to be crying in that part, really. So I think it was over dramatic. What do you Man, mean? Wait, wait. Hold on. Morgan number two. I mean, she was great. I thought I was watching the movie, Bones, and she was sitting right next yeah. to me. I wasn't even looking at her. I was like trying to visual, visualize what's happening. Fantastic. Oh, A+. Plus. Wait, wait. Why is she supposed to cry during that scene, but I'm not supposed to cry during my scene? They're I don't the, know. They're the exact same thing. Love scenes where you're confessing that you really love somebody and I want to spend the rest of my life with them. When you propose to your wife, age, you cry? Uh, I don't think so, no. Okay, I sure think he's did. just confused. Oh, Lunchbox, your... did you cry when you proposed? No, because it was on the phone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Amy, uh, your, your winner. I don't have a long explanation for this. It's just Morgan. <laughs> yeah. No. And point. I'll go to, I thought Lunchbox was actually 
for him, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I agree. What does that mean for him? Whatever. He doesn't have, he has a, a small space where he's able to be good. And when he tries to be serious, <laughs> let him go. This is good. <laughs> like he has like a, a really, like if you look at a pizza pie and there's a really, sl- there's a sliver there. He needs to be in that sliver that he has perfected, which is like dopey country. Yeah. Like he could, he could be that character. No, I like when to stretch myself to, as an actor. Okay. Well, don't. <laughs> but when he tries to be that character, it comes off as weird. And he's like coughing up loogies in the middle of it. And I was a whole thing. <laughs> But I did think he was good. I did think he was good for what we've heard from him. So, so improvement. I think, I think your classes are paying off. So you voted so, for me. So great job. That being said, when Morgan number two, I, it was just really good regardless of who she was. Oh, my God. Like I got the hair on the back of my neck stood up. <laughs> yeah. So oh I think we go five votes, Morgan number two. Woo! No votes, Lunchbox. And oh. let's give it Morgan number yes. two. It's time for the good news. Tell me something good. All right, let's do a personal tell me something good. Becky in California is on. Becky, good morning. Tell us your story. Good morning. Um, I have a third grade son, Jonathan. And the Friday before Halloween, they all got to dress up for school. And um, one of the little boys didn't wear a costume. He didn't have one available. And so the teacher came into the class and told the class, this little boy is really sad because he doesn't have a costume. And so my son Jonathan and his friend took their recesses to help make this little boy a costume out of the craft supplies that they had. They helped make him a robot. So they used paper and Jonathan used his last little bit of string and they colored him together a robot costume so that he wouldn't be sad anymore. (laughs) That's an awesome story. How is this such, how is he such a good kid? Does he have the best parents ever? Um, I pray a lot. We'll just, (laughs) we pray so much for our kids every day. (laughs) I, I like to think that we're good parents, but we're blessed with really good kids and we've got a great community surrounding us. And, um, I come from an amazing family myself, so um, I like to think that we're just passing it down from person to person. Do you see that character trait in Jonathan often where he's always looking to give back or help? Um, Actually, we've been able to see it with all three of our kids. Um, Jonathan is such a caring kid, but we also saw his big sister last January collect 40 blankets for homeless. So um, that was her bucket list item for the year. So, I mean, all three of my kids, Christopher loves to help others and make others feel good by giving them compliments. I mean, I... I can't tell you how lucky I feel to have them as my kids. Well, you must be a very proud mom, and it seems like you guys are great parents. So thank you for sharing that story with us, and tell Jonathan we said hello, okay? I will, definitely. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Tell Me Something Good. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Always appreciate it. You can be listening to anybody in the whole world, and you're with us, and we are very grateful for that. So thank you. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Amy was given the, the incident about what happened at Starbucks with the, quote, old lady. And then she falls up about 60 or something. 60 is not considered old. I mean, usually Amy's pretty much on the money, intelligent. Sounds like she knows what she's talking about. But to me, that was just sort of a stupid statement. So I thought that maybe she 
uh, would want to be aware of that. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye-bye. You know, I actually got this a few times, Amy. What do you want to say for yourself? Okay. In my defense, I don't think 60 is old, but the barista that was working was maybe 19. So I feel like for that 19-year-old, the woman talking to her, she would label her as older. Old, I guess I shouldn't have said, even commented young, old. I should have just said maybe around 60. Uh, like a ripe 60 <laughs> Like she didn't seem super hey. old and I am sorry and I am, I will take that into consideration. You're right. I will. I'm going to think before I speak next time. Mm, I'm ashamed. Me too. I'm ashamed. I don't even know how you work with me. I don't either. All right. And by the way, old is relative to anybody at exactly. any time. When I was 18, I thought somebody 35 was old as dirt. That's mm-hmm. right. And now that I'm 41 myself, I'm like, 58? That's you? You know, it's all it it's is. all different. Yep. So, uh, But yes, Amy, you've been a bad girl. Bad. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A woman who ran onto the tarmac at Los Angeles International Airport was detained by police. Airport police said... The woman who had a ticket was in the airport's terminal when she opened a door, triggered an alarm, and walked onto a ramp to the tarmac. The woman said, quote, she was trying to flag down the aircraft. The plane was parked at the gate. Videos taken by a bystander appear to show the woman who was carrying a black backpack and other items in her arm apparently struggle with a guy who was trying to direct her off the tarmac. She can be seen trying to get away from him while waving enthusiastically to several airline employees. In another video, the woman is seen, carrying, is seen standing by an officer while her bag and belongings are searched. The woman was taken to a hospital for treatment of minor injuries and a mental health evaluation. Police say the incident did not lead to any delays. That's NBC News. It sounds like she had a, this is just me guessing, speculating. It sounds like she just had an unhealthy breakdown. Like, I don't feel like she had a bomb in her bag. Does anybody else think she had a bomb in her bag? No. Like no. Yeah, I feel like she probably just wasn't having a good day or something happened where she wasn't thinking straight. And also, it's that easy to get on the tarmac? Yeah. That, you, you just push a door open? That's the headline to me, is how in the world did she make it onto the tarmac? But I guess mm-hmm. it happens. Uh, the FedEx debacle we talked about, where the driver dumped the packages into the ravine. Everybody mm-hmm. still caught up on that story? Yeah. He's done that at least six other times. Oh. A FedEx driver dumped parcels into an Alabama ravine at least six times. Now it just sounds like you wanted to get off work early all these yes. days. Right? <laughs> okay. So I was wondering motive, and that was my theory, that he's lazy and just gets rid of it and takes off. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> it's Yes, it's crazy that you could do it twice and they not find out. Once, maybe I understand you get lucky, but twice and all those packages are missing and people are complaining and all of a sudden they're putting looking at the data on whose packages are missing. I'm surprised. But after the packages were found in the ravine about 30 miles north of Birmingham... The sheriff's office guarded them until FedEx could send trucks to collect them. Photos on the office Facebook page showed workers on Thanksgiving Day retrieving the packages. But this person has done that six other times. Hmm. So with that being said, don't we all just think you wanted to get off work early and go hang out or go to the bar or something? Yeah, yeah. that's probably yeah. why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Squid Game has been knocked off as Netflix's most watched show, at least the number one spot. Within one day of its premiere, Hellbound took the top spot. It has been seen by viewers in 84 countries. Hellbound is another drama from South Korea that centers its story around violent demons that seek out sinners who already know when they're going to die. Whoa. That is from the New York Post. Has anyone... I guess I should only go to Mike D because he'd be the only guy to really watch this. (laughs) 
Have you seen Hellbound? Mike? I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean it's been watched more overall. It just means it's the new number one show. But man, South South Korea, I'd say South Carolina, also cool. South Korea <laughs> has been killing in the content department, shows, movies, etc. Because Mike, you watched The Taxi Driver? Yeah, really good. One of the best movies I've seen ever, ever in Korean. Yeah. Eddie, did you watch any of these? I started to watch Taxi Driver, and I'm probably about 30 minutes in, and then I got busy with kids. But it's so far so good. Okay. Finally, a new study ties career success with students who proved to be the most responsible in high school. The headline is responsible high school students typically make something of themselves down the road. Students in the study who had high grades and or perfect attendance tended to have the best jobs of all their peers 10 years down the road. That's from... An article from Study Finds. Listen, I was perfect attendance for maybe years at one point. After, I think my senior year, I wasn't. But I was perfect attendance because I was like, I got to be there in order to get crap done. Uh, Also had good grades. But perfect attendance is what I was most proud of. Amy, you? Uh, Yeah, no. mm -mm. Not perfect attendance. Okay, grades. But here I am. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I wasn't valedictorian. Oh, yeah. But I I had like a 3.8 or a 3.9. I got a B in uh, computer keyboard. Like that that was a B for me. And my only B. And I was very upset about that. I didn't have my first C ever until college. And I had one C, which I got in French. But I showed up every day. I did the work. I tried as hard as I could. And now look at And here we here I am, making something of myself. But you're fluent right in French not? now, though, right? Uh, we. Oui. <laughs> Nailed it. Wee, wee, wee. What kind of student are you, Eddie? Uh, terrible. Bad grades. Really? Definitely not perfect attendance. A lot of detention slips. Um, but look at me, man. I, I mean, honestly, I, I had good people skills, and th- I think that's what got me where I am today. I'm just good with people. And I think that's what got you here, <laughs> yeah, if I'm yeah. being honest. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> uh, Lunchbox? I was prom king, but that doesn't mean I was in class very often because I was not there. <laughs> I planned out the night before what class I was going to skip the next day, so skipped at least one a day. Grades, I was top 50% of my high school class, so <laughs> C average. Why are you cracking your knuckles? Ah, because, I mean, look at me now, though. <laughs> Nobody said anything about prom king, but you have to throw that in there. Well, that's what kind of student I was. I was popular. I was, I was hanging with the chicks. We've had a lot of people write into the show that listened, that went to high school with Lunchbox, and they say he got prom king as a joke. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't get it. They're just jealous. <laughs> I mean, jealous of me then, jealous of me now. That's how life goes. I agree with that. All right, that's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. On the phone right now is Steven Santana, who writes for MySA.com. It is a San Antonio uh, website. It's uh, He's a digital reporter. He covers all things San Antonio. He has a, a lot of accolades. Have you heard us talking about you and, and what's happened here on the show? I'm, I'm going to be quite honest with you, full transparency here. Um, I had I had just heard about everything today when someone um, added me on, on Twitter. Okay. Well, this is what happened. You wrote an article called Churning Out Winners, Famous and Notable People Who Attended UTSA. And you listed people like Kim Spradlin, who won $100,000 on Survivor. She didn't win. She was just a fan favorite. So you listed her. You listed J.C. Kalen, who is a YouTube personality. You, I know some other people I hadn't heard of, but our guy Lunchbox went to UTSA and he was 
upset, distraught, angry, confused as to why he wasn't on this list. And so before I let him come on, I want to have a talk with you. Just, you know, guy to guy, friendly, asking, how did you forget about our guy Lunchbox? Uh, Again, full transparency. <laughs> I have not heard of Lunchbox until today. How <laughs> <laughs> yes! oh, do you live under a rock? Okay, hold on, Lunchbox. Hold on. So, but, please be okay. transparent because we think it's hilarious, Stephen. By the way, my feelings are not hurt at all. So, um, just so I can describe a couple of our accolades here on the show, we are on in like 170 cities, like we're heard in three countries. We. You know, depending on who you trust, we have between like five and a half to eight million people that listen a day. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this is a significant show. I'm not going to lie or play, you know, extremely humble and say it's not. Including San Antonio. Uh, We're on in San Antonio. True, (laughs) true, true, true. And San Antonio. So Uh the fact that he was left off the list whenever there were people that I looked at and was like, I don't I don't even know who that is. His feelings were hurt. So, did anyone else reach out to you and go, you didn't include me on from this article? Uh, no, I, I haven't had any of the other hundreds of people who were on the, the list that I were looking at reach out to me yet. Um, I, I will be quite honest, it would probably take a, a more than one post to fit all the grads or just people who attended UTSA. Um, but, uh, you know, I... The, the list even that was on our, our website that wasn't written by me previously, um, I, I do not, I do not see you on there, um, uh. Lunchbox Dan, and so I, I cannot speak with who wrote that article. But I can only yeah. say that uh, this article is just an an oversight on my part, and you know, maybe I no, we don't think wrong. so, uh, Stephen. I think you have <laughs> some of us confused. We think it's awesome and hilarious. I mean, we're not angry. Uh, Lunchbox is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let him come on now. I just wanted to have a a civil conversation before he comes on like the Tasmanian devil. Uh, Lunchbox, sure. what would you like to say to Steven? Well, hello, Steven. How are you doing today, my man? <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm good today. I mean, Steven, like, I mean, just, just think about this. I mean, I went to UTSA. I was the face of UTSA. They have me on one of the buildings in at UTSA. They did mosaic tiles of students. They took my picture and said, you know what? You are so important to our university, and they put me on the wall. And then I come on this radio show. I've been doing it for 18 years, and it's heard uh-huh. nationally, na- all over the world, man. We get millions of people listening. And I can't believe not one person, you haven't heard of me? How haven't you? Like, are you just saying that to cover your tracks so your boss doesn't hear this and like you left the most important person off. I mean, Kim Spradlin was a contestant on Survivor. Your boy here was on Jerry Springer. What's bigger? <laughs> I, I I wish I could say that it, it wasn't just an oversight, um, but it honestly was. That that's mm-hmm. all it was. And no, no, and 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 you. I just want to hear you say it again. So before we reached out to you, how many times in your life had you heard of Lunchbox? Uh. I, I this is gonna make me sound really horrible, but um, zero until now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, and I'll put myself, I'll make myself vulnerable uh, here to it, to you know, getting the same kind of treatment. Um, had you ever heard the name Bobby Bones before, Stephen? Oh man. I don't care if you say no. I, I, that, I, I, to me, that's not an ego thing. Had you ever heard the name Bobby Bones uh, before? No, no. But let me let me say that I I don't listen to a lot of radio. If I'm ever listening to radio, 
it's, it's NPR because I'm just a huge nerd. I mean, that's... Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Bobby is. He's a nerd. I mean, but you heard of J.C. Cowlin on YouTube? and you I mean, how did you know of Kim Spradlin? Do you watch Survivor, or did you just happen oh, to... Oh, I, point. Again, it was it was on the list that I have seen that I, when I was doing my research in the time that I had to build this article, and, and she popped up. And okay, so Survivor l- 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 let me just end with this, because I like Stephen, and I think he did a great job in this article, and he also was brave to come on this show, a show he's never heard of. We may not even be a real show. We could just be messing with him. Um, so is there any way, Stephen, you can add Lunchbox to this list? Well, can I ask him some questions? Oh, absolutely. Go ahead. What do you want to hear? I got, a lot, okay, so I got all day. Uh, is it you that you were, you were a runner-up for... Mr. UTSA? Yes, I was. Uh, back in 2003, you know, my, my the, the student population loved me so much, they nominated me for Mr. UTSA. I didn't win, but hey, second place, not bad, huh? Who won? Uh, his name was Andrew Gutierrez. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, Kappa Six. <laughs> no, not Ka- he was in Lambda Chi, okay. and he's living out in Arizona now, just got married. Okay, so how, how long did you go to UTSA? I went to UTSA for four years. I was an orientation leader for three uh, yeah, I lived over at Chisholm Hall, first floor. Uh, me and uh, David Diaz were roommates. I kicked him out, and then I got Jesus Santos. Yeah. Why are you talking that way? I'm just giving him my background. Yeah. And then I lived at the University of Oaks one summer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. And I, and I won Orientation Leader of the Year. My, my you're peers. Not, but you're not doing more famous things here, Lunchbox. You're just talking oh, about I, your I, Oh, sorry. He was asking me how long I went to UTSA. Yes, uh, and you told him what you ate for breakfast on your third day of school. <laughs> That'd be a Pop-Tarts and milk. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to the championship game? Uh, no, I can't get to town for that because I, I live in a different city now. And so just airfare. I mean, I, I thought about getting the private jet, but just having a newborn, didn't think I was going to be feasible. And, and were you on that top 25 list of notable people in, in Nashville, that, that YouTube video I saw? Uh, yes, I was uh, one of the most twenty, the top twenty-five most famous people in Nashville. Yes, that's I am one of the top. No, 25. you weren't. Don't lie. What are you talking He's a about? Reporter. I made the list, so yes, I was the top twenty-five. You made what list of who the top twenty-five most famous people in Nashville are? That's what he was asking. Is that, him. That, that's not true, is it? No, okay, so. that's a lie. You can't lie. <laughs> what are you doing? Okay, hey, Stephen. But, but Stephen, here's the thing. I, I mean, do you know what the ACMs are? Uh, no, tell me. Oh, my gosh. Do you know what the CMA CMA Awards are? I, I know what the CMA is. Okay, are. you know how many times I've won the CMA? Like four times. But uh, you know, That's not true, and you yourself haven't won it. <laughs> Have but we not won, won it four times? No, we haven't won it four times. We won I mean, four ACMs. Oh, okay. And then how many times have we won the CMA? Twice? Nah, no, I, I got at least three. three up on my wall. More than I that. think you stole somebody else's. <laughs> it's got my name on it. I'm just saying. I mean, Kim Spradlin <laughs> went on a TV show and was voted the... I just feel like you could have done some more digging. When you look at the list, you're like, I mean, is really just appearing on a reality show, does that make them the most famous to ever go to UTSA? I don't think so. They want a large chunk of money. Oh, oh, you've made a bunch of money, though, here at Lunchbox. I have made a bunch of money, dude. I mean, and I spend $150 every two weeks on lottery tickets because I'm going to make even more money. <laughs> yep, stick that in your pipe and smoke it. Okay, hey, listen, Stephen, we appreciate you coming on. Is there any chance you can add Lunchbox to this list? You know, I, I think so, and I'll, I'll talk to my editor, and you know, we may even do a, a separate story about... Oh, yeah, I think we should do a cover piece. Show yeah. <laughs> we'll love, love that, Stephen. I Thank mean, you, you guys fly Any- me down to San Antonio, and I can, walk, I can walk you around the entire campus backwards, because that's what I did as an orientation leader. I don't think they want a tour. 
I mean, I can just show him everything about UTSA. I can tell him, oh, this is where I made out with this chick. This is where I made, you know, <laughs> whatever he wants. Uh, Steven, thank you for your time. We would, If you could yeah. add Lunchbox to this list, it would make our life a lot easier. And um, I hope you have an awesome rest of the day. And I'll have my people get in touch with your people about that cover story. Yeah, let me let me, let me me plug a few things before I go, um, if, I, if, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter at Steven Santana, all together, uh, with a V, 88. Um, and then you can check out you know my news articles at mysa.com. Pretty simple. Love it. Steven, thank you. Let us know when it's up. Who knows? We may follow up with this. Um, it'd make his day. It, it, it's almost like a make-a-wish. It's almost like a make-a-wish, Stephen. Let's be honest. Not quite, but almost. Okay. All right, Stephen. Right. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Lunchbox, you have to stop telling people that you were going to get a private jet because you weren't and you never have in your whole life. I know, but it sounded making it sound like a big deal, didn't it? <laughs> I, I don't. I guess. And if I'm being, being honest, until this article had come out, I never heard of Steven either. Okay. Well, thank you for that honesty. Yeah. If he wants to be rude to me, I'm going to be rude back. I don't think he was rude. I think he was just honest. A 68-year-old man in the Philippines was seriously hurt when he went to take a selfie with a fake crocodile because he thought it'd be a cool picture. It turns out that fake crocodile was a real crocodile. It attacked him. Whoa. He was hospitalized with wounds and fractures to his arm and thigh. How about this, though? The fact he didn't die is a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he wrapped up on that crocodile to be like, check this out. And it came alive. Crazy that he didn't die. <laughs> I you shouldn't be able to take selfies with animals that aren't domesticated. That's the, I think that will be a good law, right? Mm-hmm. If it's not a domesticated animal, you don't take a selfie with it. You can take a picture of it, but don't take a picture with it because they can rip off your ear. They can bite you like this. Where I am now, there are crocodiles. We saw one the other day. You know, I am in Central America right now doing a project. And where I was, maybe not yesterday, the day before, there was a nine-foot crocodile. And I was like, holy crap. And it was just floating. So they, we were uh, not, we weren't told to do this, but we had some chicken and we were throwing it in the water trying to get the crocodile to eat it. Nice. Bobby. Yeah. What? I, I didn't saw- take a selfie with it. I was trying to feed it. Okay. Well, I'm just saying you're, I, that's dangerous because I think it was crocodiles. I saw something on Animal Planet about how if a crocodile attacks, most people don't survive that. Oh, I was like 10 feet above it on a rock throwing chicken down to it. <laughs> Mike had a lemur come up to his his yeah. door, didn't you? Yeah, it was a white-nosed Cody. Uh, Apparently like a raccoon. Sounds like our old intern. <laughs> <laughs> so there are animals all over the place here. So that's what we do. There was a monkey in a tree, which I posted on Instagram where we are. But mostly I drive in the car. And I learned Spanish from my driver, who is named Andres, which, by the way, I I teach him English things back. He's like my Rosetta Stone. But I was trying to explain to him what jack crap means because I said, I worked all day and didn't have jack crap. And he's like, what is jack crap? Nothing. He goes, well, how's jack crap? Nothing. I said, jack crap equals nothing at all. And he's like, who's jack? And I was like, well, I'm not sure the root of this term, and it is quite dumb. (laughs) He said, so jack crap, when you have jack crap, it means you actually have nothing. I said, that is correct. He goes, English is dumb. I said, that's right. It sure (laughs) is. We have no idea what we're talking about. Do you guys use jack crap? No. (laughs) No, just you, man. (laughs) Really? If I say, I worked all day. And I had jack crap. What would you think I meant? You had nothing to eat. Oh, I, I know what you mean. I just don't use it. Yeah. Where did jack crap come from, Mike? Well, I think it's Jack S is the 
actual term people use. Oh, is that right? You say jack crap. Oh, I've oh, heard jackass before, yeah, Bones. I've done that word <laughs> before. <laughs> Bobby Bones Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from the United Kingdom. A man found his long-lost brother after 24 years. They got separated back in 1997. He found him, showed up at his door, and stabbed him with a knife. Oh. 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 He was mad that it turns out the brother got all the inheritance. Wait, so... 24 years? He was gone for 24 years. But what? why did the brother get the inheritance, does it say? Is it because he was around? I think he was around. It just says he was... Ma- it turns out he was mad about the inheritance. He was stalking his house, and he was living in a tent. Well, why did he leave to begin with? It just says... He left after and was gone for 24 years. Well, that's what you get, buddy. Right. If you don't show up to work, you don't get paid. Same thing in life. And couldn't you, like, knock on the door and be like, brother, what up? I'm back. Like, how about some of that in here? Well, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> I don't think that happened. Oh. Also, how about the brother that, that sees his brother at the door and is like, wow, look who's... <laughs> I haven't seen you in 24 24- <laughs> I haven't seen you. <laughs> I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. We got a lot of messages about Amy licking her cat. Because she said she wanted to make the cat feel like it had a mom, so she licked her cat, <laughs> which was bizarre. It, I, I would like to clarify, I licked my cat once, and yes, it was a bonding experience, but it's not like I licked her m- multiple times. That cat had to be like, this giant tan <laughs> creature just stuck its tongue on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's all? No, I mean, I think it worked. Like, she's bonded to me. She sleeps right next to me. She'll Ever since the lick? Yeah. Wow. Not before the lick? She'll lick my hand. She cuddles (laughs) up. Like, we have a different relationship post-lick. Did you hear any feedback from listeners about this? Yes. I heard from at least one, for sure, that they... I mean, I also heard I'm a weirdo and gross, but from one listener in particular, she said that she, too, has licked her cat. So I could assume there's probably more messages out there I just haven't seen right. yet. <laughs> I don't That's see them head. all. But mm-hmm. she said totally normal. She did it too. She was just curious. She wanted a bond. It was fine. Raymundo said he let his cat bite his nipple, which we thought was weird. It just got bizarre that day. Can we all agree? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, Raymundo, you want to say anything before I play this voicemail? God, nothing weird about it. Cats, mouths, and I'm touching my nipples. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Here's a voicemail we got about this last night. Hi, I have some advice for Amy and Raymundo. I would not lick your cat because there is a thing called toxoplasmosis. You only get it by get it being in contact with cat feces, which all inside cats are because they're in litter boxes and it can make you really sick and you can also get a parasite from it. So I would maybe look that up and tell me what you think. Uh-oh. Amy, you weren't feeling good today. Okay, that's my throat. My throat is closing up. Connected I feel like, to your tongue. I don't know. Uh-huh. I feel uh-huh. like... Uh, Sounds like toxoplaxmosis to me. <laughs> no, but in my defense, I licked the top of my cat's head and there's no way anything ever touches that part. And plus, I wipe her paws with with wipes. Mm-hmm. What's the... Okay, but it's, she still goes back on the floor of the dirt right after that. Even if she gets out of the litter box, I wipe her paws. And then her, she has a litter robot, so it cleans itself after every time she uses the bathroom. So okay. she doesn't. Hey, I just are you, the, are you the Jetsons here? Does this, <laughs> what is what's happening? Kind of. Um, okay, look, it's gross. It's not. We just want to acknowledge that. Okay. We're not a show that advocates licking your animals, even though two of our 
cast members do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, one advocates licking and the other advocates letting a breastfeed for me. So <laughs> there we go. Okay. Have a great day. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bones Show. Bobby Bones. <laughs>